I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I am your host, Eric Norton. What's going on, everybody? want to thank you all for hanging out with me this week. I really appreciate it, as always. Big shout out and thank you to all of my sponsors, uh, Pastime Marketplace with those beautiful, beautiful uh, cases, graded card cases that will keep your cards protected. Uh, of course, Badger Breaks, uh, Kyle and the team over there doing great things, and Dynasty Breaks. How about Dynasty Breaks Dane and those hits of the night? Those are awesome. That Al Pacino helmet this week from uh, Leaf, uh, Al Pacino from any given Sunday. That you just you don't see a lot of Al Pacino autographs out there on the market, and to have an any given any given Sunday uh, Sharks helmet signed by uh, Mister Wuha himself, Al Pacino is pretty cool. I dig it. Also had a Big Babe Ruth one on one pulled, a Mo Rivera pulled. And they're pulling all kinds of heat over there at uh, Dynasty Breaks. Make sure you go check them out. Remember, that new customers get $5 off. Uh, and the same can be said for Badger Breaks as well. New customers get $5 off and let them know the Fat Pack sent you. And it will be good for everyone. All right. Happy Slamoween, everyone. Happy Slamoween. Week three of Slamoween uh, is going well. A lot of big stuff going on in the wrestling world. But before we get to that, I want to give a shout out to uh, our winners. We gave a Samoa Joe autograph away in week one. We gave a Beckett Almanac and two-thirds of the New Day autographs away in week two. This week, uh, I, I make mention of it later. I'll go ahead and say it here again because uh, I'm recording this after I, I did that. Uh, we have a Topps Chrome UFC box to give away, so be looking for that later on uh, this week as we, uh, or later on today as we uh, get the show posted and everything like that. want to make sure you jump in on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to take the week off last week because my voice was absolutely shot. Like, I, I just, I didn't have much of anything to give, and it would have sounded horrible coming through uh, your your earbuds or, or headphones or whatever you're using to, to listen to me uh, on. By the way, you can find me on all different kinds of platforms. Now, new, newly picked up by uh, by Radio.com, looking to get onto that iHeartRadio, and then we'll be all over the place. Kind of a, 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 I think, we're, yeah, all the platforms that we need to be on, and you'll, you'll be able to find us on. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it every week again, and uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Being able to bring this show to you for now 345 episodes. Oh, we're so close to 350. So close. And uh, that once we get there, it'll, it'll be big things. Big things, I'm sure. Let's talk about new products and pricing. Uh, new products-wise, there, there's there's a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and roll out new pricing first. 2000 uh, Tops 19 Five Star Baseball is done for you. 2019 uh, Heritage Miners is done for you. And... 2019-20 Artifacts is done, and 2019-20 Tim Hortons Upper Deck, uh, Upper Deck Tim Hortons cards, which uh, may not be available down here in the States, but let me tell you something. Those are popular cards on the secondary market and very popular in Canada for obvious reasons. Uh, like, it's it's the hottest little, like, non-mainstream set that comes out every year, I think, and it's, uh, it's fun to see people rally behind that product and, and get get everybody involved and the trading that goes on for people to complete that complete those sets is, is awesome. Those Jersey cards and autographs that are in there that they sell for three, four, five times of what they would in a normal product. So, uh, those are always fun to see. So those are out. I'm sorry. All those are priced in your, um, in your OPGs. If you don't have an OPG subscription, head over to Becca.com, pick yourself up one. Uh, I promise you it is a lot better than, uh, than what you might think the magazines are because the pricing is instant right there at your fingertips. So make sure uh, if you don't have one to go check, at least go check it out. Uh, It'll cost you about the same as a magazine. So it's not a big deal at all. Um, New products wise, man, it's a big week because there's all kinds of stuff coming out. Uh, We'll start over here with uh, 2019, a word from Ty Cobb baseball, uh, Ty Cobb baseball. This is uh, Ty Cobb, Relics and, and autographs and all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. So that's out. Um, 2019 Leaf Metal Babe Ruth collection is out. I believe that has a Babe Ruth relic uh, in every box. 2019 Historic Autographs uh, Hall of Fame inductees, inductees Updated Edition is out. 
2019 Bright King Football Premier Edition is out. 2019 Phoenix Football is out. 2019 Topps Gold Label Baseball is out. 2019 Topps Update Series Baseball, uh, Topps, that's uh, Update Series, uh, so, you know, the continuation of Series 1 and 2 is out. All kinds of variations there. Ryan Cracknell has a great piece up on uh, Beckett.com for you to go check out with a, a gallery of what to be looking for on your variations. 2019 uh, Topps Update Baseball Jumbo is out. And 2019 Topps TriStar Hidden Treasures is out as well. And then the the biggest of, of the big this week are is uh, 1819 Panini Immaculate Collection Basketball. Still looking at those Luka Doncic rookies there. And 2019-20 Prism Draft Picks uh, Collegiate Basketball is out. Absolutely massive product there because of the hype behind uh, Zion Williamson and John Morant. Uh, Zion really driving the market right now as uh, it's as we all expected him to be. Let's just hope that that pays off. I've seen predictions out there about him not being able to dribble or shoot, and it might lead to a downfall. I I can't argue that, but uh, let's let's hope that that doesn't happen because like the whole hobby is kind of riding on him this year. So uh, all all the best to him, and uh, for, for hobby purposes, we want we want to see them uh, uh, thrive and and survive. A um, couple of things here before we get into our uh, our interviews. We have uh, two Johns this week. So that's that's cool. John Newman from uh, Sport Card Nation comes on. We talk a little bit of wrestling. We get into uh, some football talk and uh, some things that he has going on. And then our old friend John Finkel is back with uh, – he's got a new book out called Jocks and Chief as we talk about Slamoween and some uh, – this this book is great. It's He ranks the presidents uh, on athletic ability. There are no political party views in this at all, so don't, don't buy it looking for that. This is simply on their athletic merit. And he has a ranking system. He ranked them. Uh, uh, he ranked all the presidents, and uh, some names might surprise you. But we we talked about um, some great names that who had some wrestling and, and and fighting backgrounds that you might not think of, and uh, you might say, "Hey, that's not collectibles." Well, one it is because all those all those presidents have cards out there that you can go pick up and uh, add to your collection. But j- just having their athletic uh, background associated now that you could like you have a book that you can go to and and check out all these uh these great things that they did um it's it's a it's a cool little add-on piece so he's got a great offer for you guys if you pre-order it he's got a nice uh couple of stickers stickers he can send your way but uh that's a that's a great conversation with john later in the show really appreciate him coming on uh mr beckett was in the office and recorded some episodes and uh you can catch me talking about my sponsors on his show and then uh i recorded a few more with him as well that uh one revolves around wrestling and one talks about his sponsors so all those will be coming out shortly you know i'm sure in the next couple of weeks he'll have those out but dr beckett is doing a great great job over at sport card insights for you guys looking for a daily listen that's not going to take up a lot of time i believe he cuts his episodes off at 15 or 16 minutes so you can enjoy that uh, every day, and uh, Jim Jim has a lot to give to the hobby still, and he's got a lot of different, uh, obviously, insights. It's called uh, Jim Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. He's got a lot of in- insights to give with all his years, and so don't don't sleep on that. Go check him out, and uh, I want to thank him for having me on. That was a lot of fun being able to sit down with him and uh, have those conversations. So look for those coming out uh, soon. You can find that uh, pretty much anywhere you, where you find podcasts, but you, uh, Podbean, uh, iTunes, any well, they don't call it iTunes anymore. Not not the it's like Apple Podcasts, I believe, is what it is. I think iTunes is going away. I think that like they're separating all that stuff. That's what I think. Big shout out, anyways, to uh, Dr. Jim Beckett. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great doing those with you, and uh, I look forward to hearing them all. Right now, uh, n- episode number 68 of his. It's a sponsor review that you can go check out that I was on. And uh, let me know what you think. And let Jim know what you think. Give him a follow. Give his uh, podcast a review. Help him out. We all love it when that happens. All right. That's enough chatter from me. Let's get into the show. Coming up next after the break, we got John Newman from Sports Card Nation Podcast. We're, we're talking a little bit of wrestling, some football, a project that he's working on with Drew from Let Me Get a Podographed. And uh, just uh, some rookies to be watching now, uh, right now, you know, because uh, 
<laughs> I we 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 get into it. The twenty the 2019 rookie class is kind of eh so far, kind of so so, but some of those twenty eighteen guys are really uh, uh popping off the page for me. So uh, hang tight for that. And then on the other side, we got John Finkel. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week. We'll be right back. A quick reminder that this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks. Find them on Facebook by searching for Badger Breaks or just check out their website, badgerbreaks.com, to get involved in some of the best breaks in the hobby. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. want to give a shout-out to my sponsors, uh, Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, and, of course, Pastime Marketplace with their beautiful uh, cases. Thank you so much for uh, sponsoring the show and being a part of the show. Uh, let's get this interview portion uh, started this week. I got two uh, back-to-back interviews with you. Both of them happen to be named John. The first one is John Newman from Sports Card Nation Podcast. What's up, John? How are you, sir? Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me on, man. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you were you were on at the national, but I wanted to I wanted to do things right, and you had me on like almost a year ago. It seems like now, but wanted to give you the, the proper fat packs treatment, not from the national, but uh, from from the <laughs> from the studio setting. So uh, uh, let, let's just just get started. We're in the middle of Slammoween, and uh, during during this month, we like to talk wrestling, we like to talk boxing, we like to talk MMA. Um, I'm I'm going to completely go out on on a, on a limb here and just ask because you were from one of the you're from New York. One of the biggest wrestling markets ever, uh, with the WWWF uh, and then the WWF and now the WWE yeah. kind of being home based right there. Um, and you've been in the hobby for a long, long time. Not to call you old, but you've been here for a while. You, uh, you, 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 you don't have to call. You don't have to call me old. I actually am. <laughs> so, like, like just having that experience in the hobby and 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 seeing and being right there in the mecca of wrestling. Uh, what are your thoughts on on like wrestling cards uh, in the hobby? And like, just give me a few takes, if you will. Well, I think, I, and I think you'll agree, Eric. I mean, even even more recently, I think they've really picked up steam. I remember, you know, I was a wrestling fan more when I was younger. To, to be blunt, honest with you, uh, Buddy Rose days, if, if that name rings uh, rings a bell. Um, my son, who's nineteen, was a huge fan. Uh, when he was younger, so we actually went uh, to some events. But now you got, you know, as you know, you got some of these new uh, new wrestling uh, ventures kind of popping up to to compete with the WWE. And I think when it comes to cards, I think that's probably good because now consumers have, you know, a lot more choices as well, depending on on what what you know wrestling uh, league they're they're fond of. And I gotta think. If you're a wrestling fan, you, you you know you may like one over the other, but you probably dabble in, in, in if not all of them, a, a good percentage of them. You know, I I think that's fair to say. Uh, I'm a child of the '90s, and uh, we had two very strong promotions in. We had the WWF slash WWE and uh, the WCW. We had we had give and take. I think the parody now. With uh, with the AEW and now Ring of Honor and, yeah. and and Major League Wrestling all going at now, they there's and there's a place for uh, viewers to tune in and in return have collectors like seek after these cards. Uh, a name that came up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with uh, David Peck was Kenny Omega, and Kenny, I mean, you might you might not know who Kenny Omega is, John, but Kenny Omega is this huge star, and with AEW. Having a show live on Wednesday nights now, people who didn't know Kenny Omega from his first run in the WWF or in his run in New Japan are gonna know who Kenny Omega is. And I, I think if uh, we could get some licensed cards from from AEW and maybe from Ring of Honor and even NWA Power, it would be really great for collectors as a whole to have other options out there aside from Topps WWE cards. And that's not to say that Tops doesn't do a good job, but just like when you have, just like when you have more options to view, you want to have more yeah. more players, more wrestling wrestler cards available. If that makes sense, do, would you agree with that, John? I, I do, and 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 I think you know AEW. I know that's that's picking up uh, in popularity. I, I actually watched a, a show or two, and a couple buddies of mine. Who are more into wrestling are saying, you know, they're telling me, John, hey, this is better than the WWE. It, 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 you know, they gave their reasonings for it. 
the storylines are, are make a little bit more sense and you know teach their own i'm not saying you know wwe still wwe and probably always obviously will be but you know there's more competition and and i think um you know with more competition there's more opportunities i think they're, they're you know uh they're going to be cards made and, and these other uh upstart wrestling and, and the other thing when you talk about it being on tv it's like football you know the nfl's got monday night football Mm -hmm. they got their sunday games they got their thursday games and so really uh, no no matter what day of the week almost if you're a football fan you got football to watch and then you factor college in there well now with wrestling with all these upstart leagues as well it doesn't really matter what night you can you can watch wrestling and as we both know, you got your on demand. You can always, you know, watch stuff that's already uh, taking place. So it's, it's it's available at your fingertips anytime you want. When it comes to cards, I think you're just going to see more uh, more of them in the market. And, and wrestling is very popular. Uh, I don't I don't think those are going to collect dust on any any shelves. I don't think so either. Now you brought up football, which is a great point to transition to because uh, uh, I'm going to tell you something that i don't say often because uh you you know from I've, we've had this conversation i don't listen to a lot of other sports card podcasts but this week i took a i took a listen to your podcast uh because lou papa jr was on and uh lou yeah. lo, lo, love him or hate him he has his own he has his beliefs and he has a system of doing things and uh he can be controversial sometimes and he can be very right on the money sometimes uh I, yeah. I, I, he's uh he's fun to he's a fun watch but uh something that i picked up on was during your wide open segment you were you had a question posed to you about you promoting other podcasts and yeah. um you do a great job of that you do you do a great job of uh of promoting and talking about other podcasts we've all had this conversation in the hobby about there's enough of us like there's enough of this hobby to go around that like it, there doesn't need to be a decisive uh line drawn in the sand where people have to choose one or the other with that being said, you and Drew uh, from Let Me Get a Podographed are working on a. You guys have a, a weekly uh, video show now called Roughing the Passer. Tell me about this as we get into the football conversation. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's been fun. We've done uh, three weeks uh, so far. It's Sunday night, nine thirty Eastern. It's uh, like you said, live video, so you get to see. You know, I've been told I have a face for for radio and podcasting, so I'm trying to to break uh, everyone's uh, video screens with my ugly mug. But, uh, you know, we, he, he, we we're both kind of football guys. I'm a huge football fan, collector. He's in the same. And, uh, you know, he, we, he approached me, hey, you want to do this? And, and I was already kind of thinking about doing something on the sports side, you know. And there's, there's plenty of sports podcasts, so don't get me wrong. But, you know, not doing a, a live video podcast, I, I wanted to, you know, challenge myself and, and, and do it. And uh, it's, been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. We, we, we sprinkle a little bit of the hobby in there. I mean, it's, it's mostly talking about uh, the day's games and, and the week's games. And we make some picks and we kind of track, you know, how we're doing against each other. Um, it's interactive, so people can type questions, and we'll, we'll respond in, in real time. And uh, if they if they're brave enough and want to come on, we can we can bring them on you know, video if they have a either a camera, you know, a webcam on the computer, or right even just through their phone. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, the first episode uh, we were, had to work out a few kinks, but since but since that one, it's actually been. Uh, pretty good, and uh, like I said, it's 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 a nice challenge to do something a little bit out of your comfort zone, and and you know football is is right up my alley, so I'm I'm not so much out of my comfort zone when talking about it, but to do it on video in real time, it, it's it's definitely interesting, and definitely a lot of fun. It uh, it's it. I've watched a little bit. I won't. I won't lie and tell you I've watched the whole show, but I've watched you guys yeah. in, in bits and pieces, and it, it looks like a fun show. Um, you guys are are doing picks that I like. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. As a man, I probably shouldn't say this, but like I don't understand the line. I don't know how the line works, so uh, I I would never make a pick against the line. Maybe my gambling, uh, uh, you know, side of me just never picked it up. I don't. I, 
I don't know how to play craps either, so it's okay. But uh, you guys are picking against the line. You guys are picking uh, just flat out games, and you're, you're you you do are you are giving a little bit of a hobby review there, which is fun. So we're six weeks in the NFL season, going into week seven tonight. Um, what are some big surprises from the hobby standpoint? What are bigger surprises to you that that are like kind of hopping off the page to you? I think you got uh, hobby wise or or in the league. Just hobby wise. Well, I think this. I, you know, I don't know if everyone will agree with me. I, I've said this on on my show, uh, Eric. I think this year's rookie class, in comparison to the twenty eighteen class, is not as strong. Um, you know, I think the uh, you know uh, Kyler Murray is actually playing. Uh, very well, better than I, I anticipated. It's still early, but uh, you know, I think the, the 2018 class was just loaded. I think it, when we look back many years uh, from now, uh, look back at uh, 2018 and 2019, if you will, I think the 2018 is going to have more Hall of Famers, Pro Bowlers. Um, but you know, you never know. Again, it's, it's still the, it's still week six, like you said. So a lot of things. Can happen a lot of things can happen with the the second year guys from the 2018 class but it's not as strong and then you got the you know i think what's what might happen is you got uh, zion williamson mania running rampant and i think that's gonna the basketball uh, market's gonna overshadow maybe a down year when it comes to the, the football market um but you know, you know this just as as well as I do in in the world with, with all the breakers and, and the breaking going on. Everything's getting uh, open. Um, I'm just saying, on the secondary level, I think basketball is probably going to outshine uh, football at least this year. I think you're 100 percent correct. Um, of course, it's all going to depend on what happens with Zion. You know, if he if he plays well, yeah. and and right now we're in the preseason and he's doing really well. So let's see what happens when the regular season starts, and he's you know he's got to play a full you know eighty two game schedule, and uh, let's let's see let's see. But uh, basketball market is definitely going to to drive the hobby. With that being said, and back to football, it's like the, I I can't really think of a rookie this year that's like really popping off the board to me. Kyler Murray is playing well; he's playing better in his last three weeks, I believe. But yeah, yeah. Um, like outside of Kyler Murray and you know Hollywood Brown had that big first week and uh, I just can't like none of the guys are really like just jumping off the screen to me. With that being said, and going back to the 2018 class, there are guys there that are jumping off the screen who have appeared to take huge steps from in their sophomore seasons. And uh, the first name that comes to mind is Lamar Jackson, and then yep. uh, the second guy and kind of probably under the radar a little bit just because of uh they they're not playing very good but is is Cortland Sutton who uh yeah. is just he's he catches anything that's thrown his way pretty much and you know Denver's got some caught some bad breaks uh in the first 6 weeks of the season I don't think they're as bad as they they look but Cortland Sutton is uh he's he's the name to watch I think from that 2018 class Yeah I agree and you know go Speaking of that uh, 2018 class, Eric, the receiver cores in it is—I'll is, I, venture to say it's probably the best receiving class, maybe again, uh, maybe ever. You got—you know—you mentioned Cortland Sutton, you got DJ Moore, mm-hmm. you got uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, and and I, I know I'm leaving uh, some other receivers out. Uh, you know, James Washington uh, from my team, the Steelers. I know he's not doing very well now, but uh, you know, long term, I think he'll he'll be okay. And uh, and and there's just the receivers in that in that 2018 group. Uh, it just you, you can name probably eight nine of them that are going to be you know potential Pro Bowl players uh, at any given uh, year. You know, bar, obviously, barring injury and performance, quarterback who's at the helm there uh, factors in. You know, the 2019 class. I think that the names, uh, the, the big names from that are uh, Josh Jacobs is doing very well for the Raiders, and he got the big buzz with. Uh, you know, they sat Eli down uh, in New York, and uh, right. it's uh, now, now Daniel Jones. Uh, 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 you know they're, they're turning the page there and, and going with the young Daniel Jones, who's, who's played uh, fairly well. I'm not 
a huge Daniel Jones guy, but he's actually played fared better than I anticipated sooner than I anticipated. So we'll see. Again, you know, you know just as well as I do, you know, things can change from, from one week uh, to the next in a hobby and in real life too. That's right. Yeah, I, I guess it is fair that I, I did. For, I left Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew off that list uh, of, of guys in 2019 or just pop because, you know, um, I did this Dallas Cowboy biased here in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, we don't. We, if it's not Dallas Cowboy centric, it's not on the radio, and you know uh, we yeah. don't we don't hear it a lot. And if you're just not watching Sports Center or, or you know getting your sports some other way, you might not hear it. So Daniel Jones, who his has been very impressive, and Gardner Minshew, obviously with that mustache, is yeah. like the greatest thing ever. Uh, he th- those are two other guys that you definitely should be paying attention to, and uh, probably going to be driving breakers uh, product breaking products in the last in the next uh, you know four or five weeks to see what happens with them. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I know that you're on a, on a tight schedule, so let me wrap this up. Uh, but before we get out of here, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, my sponsors again: uh, Pastime Marketplace, Badger Breaks, and Dynasty Breaks. But before we go, uh, just in case uh, my listeners are living under a rock and they they don't see don't see you uh, post every Friday because you have a new show every Friday, which is awesome. Uh, kudos to you for for staying on top of that. Uh, yeah. Give, give my listeners uh, like the the whole rundown where they can find your show. I mean, if you Google Sports Card Nation podcast, we're going to come up on Twitter. We're at Sports Card Nate, N-A-T-I-1. I couldn't get the whole thing, so it's at Sports Card Nat 1, uh, if you will. But again, Sports Card Nation podcast will come up. I've I, I, I made it kind of easy. Um, Instagram, we're at Sports Card uh, Podcast. If we're on ten platforms, so if if you if you search Sports Card Nation, we're gonna we're gonna come up. Like you said, we're a weekly show every Friday. We're we're approaching our first year, Eric, on on November tenth, uh, and on episode fifty one, which is November fifteenth. Uh, even though it's the show's birthday, we're gonna give away. Uh, quite a bit of, of prizes to the listeners. Uh, we're trying to eclipse uh, 1K uh, in value and, and stuff given away. So some of the sponsors, like you said, uh, those are nice to have. They're kind of coming through and, and helping out there. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we try to do. I know you do a, a lot of giveaways on, on Fat Packs as well. People love, obviously, uh, love that stuff. And, and it's nice to, to be able to do that as well. It is. Uh, it, it's very, very nice to be able to do that. Uh, speaking of giveaways, I wasn't going to mention it, but you brought it up. So uh, this week on this week's show, we're going to give away a box of 2019 UFC uh, Tops Chrome. So uh, be looking for that in a post after this show post. You, you'll see that. Uh, make sure you get in on that. And don't miss John's 50, uh, 50th episode or 51st episode of uh, of Sports Card Nation where hopefully they'll have over $1,000 worth of giveaways to, to hand out to you guys. Uh, John, thanks so much for jumping on short notice. I really appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's help. It's helpful when we can rely on each other. And uh, you, you came through big for me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. And, you know, it's like you mentioned the wide open segment. You know, I, I, it, it's what I said there. That That's all sincere and genuine. You know, there's, there, I listen to four or five shows. I think most people listen to four or five shows. There's room for everybody. I think everyone can get along for the most part and does, and, and that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, anytime. I got to have you back on. You were on in January, so... It's been too long. We'll have to have you back on. All right, man. Anytime, anytime. All right, guys. That's it for John Newman. Hang tight. We'll be right back with Jocks and Chief author John Finkel. Don't miss that. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brandon. Hey, this is Kurt. And we're ripping vintage packs. And you're listening to Fat Packs Podcast. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out after that quick break. Uh, joining me is... Uh, a guest I haven't had on in a long, a, a long while, but uh, a friend of mine, a former colleague, Mr. John Finkel. He is a he is an author. He is a, a speaker. He is a, a podcaster extraordinaire. But he's got a new book coming out called Jocks and Chief. This is a, a a great concept that is actually kind of a part two. Is is that right, John? Yeah, it's uh, it's an updated version. There's actually been um, 
a ton of different versions of this. The very, very first one uh, came out when I worked for Muscle Fitness, and it was so the always idea of it always comes up around elections for the most athletic presidents out there. And so I did this big cover story leading up to the I believe it was 2008 election, where I just ranked like the top 10 most athletic presidents. But it was you know a magazine piece, so every every piece on the president was you know 50 to 100 words, and that was it. The whole piece was 800 words or a thousand words plus the intro. And when I was doing the research for that, it kind of kind of made me feel like there was just so much more there. Um, not only just the big name presidents that we know were athletes like Gerald Ford and those kind of guys, but every president. And I had this idea to do that. And I came up with a, a little bit of a mini version of it uh, heading into the 2012 and then 16 um, elections. And so I'd always wanted to do the fully comprehensive, like 50,000 word, like essay on every president one. And that's what I did for this version. That's, uh, man. Your passion for this has been really great. I, I've watched it grow over the last few years, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. And I remember the first time you told me about this, I was like, "We got to get this on the podcast." So I figured now, <laughs> figured now uh, is is a great time because this this is coming out in December, correct? But we can they, my listeners can pre order it if they want to, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It comes out in December. Um, the whole idea is that the toys and be available as a resource next year. Obviously, a big election year. The book is not political in any way, shape, or form. I can't stress that enough. There is not a single mention of politics or policy or party, none of that. It is strictly the athletic biography of every president. Some of them have really unique things that you never would have thought of. Some of them actually have done things where you'd think, I never thought of you know, this president having this kind of ability or skill or talent or hobby. So, yeah, it comes out on December. You can pre-order it now. Please do on Amazon. And then also uh, this PDF that I put out and then the paperback is going to be out too. So if you go to any of my social media, at John underscore Finkel, you'll see it. So uh, the reason I really wanted to talk to you about this today is because we're in the middle of Slammoween. And I saw yesterday you did this great video, uh, this little video about a little perk you get if you pre-order this, uh, pre-order this book, uh, yeah. Jocks and Chief. An Abraham Lincoln as Tyler Durden in Fight Club uh, sticker. Yes. Tell me why this is really – I know why it's awesome, but tell me why this is great. So there's a couple of different tie-ins that work for this, and, and the bigger picture is for the cover of the book, I had an awesome illustrator, this woman named Jen uh, Henning, put together caricatures for – not. I didn't want to do that. everybody who's in the top ten, so I just took a smattering of – Six of the guys were in the top 20, let's just say. And they were all kind of steamed on certain things. And Abraham Lincoln specifically is perfect for this because in the movie Fight Club, if you're a fan of Fight Club, uh, Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt, and, and Ed Norton are talking about who they would want to fight in history. And Brad Pitt says he'd want to fight Abraham Lincoln. And I remember I was thinking, like, that was such an interesting choice. I never knew anything about it. And then way back when, this is now probably movie came out in 99, so in 07, 08, 10 years after the movie when I was researching this, it turns out that Abraham Lincoln was like the toughest street fighter dude you could find in the early uh, 1830s, 40s, and 50s leading up to his career in politics. He, he fought people uh, on a dare. He had his old shopkeeper he used to work with. He used to actually basically hire him out to fight strongmen from other towns. After the fights were over, he would actually tell people he had a great line. Anybody else want to wet your horns? Like he was a, a badass dude. He was also um, like trained in what's called the hand and collar wrestling. So he's gotten mentioned in the wrestling hall of fame. And there are there are stats where he was undefeated 30, 40, 50 fights at a time. So uh, the the genesis of the sticker was, and when I was putting his, you know, the input for what I wanted him to look like in the book, you know, he's tall. He's six four. He's lanky. He's all lean muscle. He was a a railroad worker, so he was out there working with his hands. So he was really sinewy, and I I always had in my head that probably from, you know, subconsciously from the movie Fight Club that he probably looked like in his youth, you know, he's not hitting the gym like we would now, a version of Tyler Durden. So if people can visualize the sticker, he's got his obviously the hat on, a little, little wraps on his hands, and he's just shredded with the same pants that Durden has on. So I have a bunch of these stickers that I made up to give away. So if you do order after you watch this podcast, or listen to the podcast, I hope you do, uh, order it and send you a screenshot of your order, and I will get you one of these stickers. They're really cool. That sticker is like, it's pure gold as a as a veteran, <laughs> as a veteran who has been to uh, who has deployed twice to Iraq. I cannot tell you how many times I saw the phrase uh, "In Tyler, we trust" on anything. Yeah. Like it, it's it's everywhere yeah. you see it here in the states. So uh, that's a great callback to that film. That's uh, it, a great pull from Abraham Lincoln. And uh, who would have thought that it, Abraham Lincoln was just this badass guy that. 
apparently we, we all should have known about because it doesn't sound like anybody wanted to tussle with him at all. No, let's move no, on. No, no, there's, there's a great story in there uh, in the book, and I'll tease it with this. Uh, there's, a, there's a strong man known all throughout the Midwest named Jack Armstrong, and nobody would fight him. And word about this guy got into the uh, shopkeeper who was employing Abraham Lincoln that this guy couldn't be beat. So, of course, shopkeeper's like, I got a guy. And he decided to have a fight in the street in front of his he's at his, his shop is like in the town square of the street. So he decided to basically host the fight, be like the MGM of, uh, of Illinois back in the day. And like thousands of people showed up. They sat on rooftops to watch, and Abraham mopped the floor with this guy. <laughs> that's great. that's great, man. That's so so awesome, guys. Again, make sure you, you, you pre order this book. It comes out December third. You don't want to miss it. Let's talk about some of the other athletes because uh, we are in Slamoween. We focus on wrestling and boxing during the month of October, uh, even MMA. Sure. Uh, who are some? Who are some? Uh, maybe some low key wrestlers or boxers, uh, who presidents that we might not think about. Perfect. Yeah. So one of my favorite guys, uh, one of my favorite presidents to read about and learn about, because he actually had a good sense of humor about his weight, and everybody knows him as the the guy who got stuck in the bathtub, or you know, really our most sort of uh, largest president size wise was William Howard Taft. But mm-hmm. what people don't realize is, hey, he was a wrestling champion in high school. He actually was a really powerful guy, and he was kind of like one of those guys who you know played offensive linemen, and then once they stopped playing, they kept eating the way they did. So he was a really good wrestler in high school, and then unfortunately uh, stopped doing all that work but kept his diet up uh, and then what, what is interesting about him is he's not one of these guys who kind of just let himself go and that just was what it was uh, Taft spent his entire life like meticulously journaling what he ate, what he worked out he was hiring trainers from England he was hiring trainers from Europe he was, he was working out once he would let himself go you know, four or five times a week uh, with these specific training, the problem was some of the some of the actual things we were having him do weren't you know, high intensity training so he wasn't burning a lot of weight. It was a lot of that weird stuff you've probably seen in like those old Babe Ruth videos of like somebody just throwing a ball off his belly and him doing like side bends and things like that. <laughs> um, but he was a guy who, who was a wrestler and fought his way his whole life and, and ultimately at the end by the time he passed away he lost 100 pounds and was a guy who walked his, his final thing that actually worked is he walked to and from work at the Capitol when he was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. So he did a round trip six mile walk every day three miles in three miles home rain or shine. That's crazy. He was a uh... Something, something that I didn't know at all because all all I've ever heard about him was you know he got he got caught in the uh, in the in, in the bathtub. So uh, hearing yeah. that as a, as a big guy myself, that gives me a little bit of hope. You know, it, it gets, <laughs> but you've never been caught in a bathtub. I know this for sure. So you no. know, <laughs> never, never ever. All right, is there is there one more wrestler or boxer that we need to know about in this? Yeah, there's a couple. Obviously, Teddy Roosevelt tried. Uh, he was a boxer. One of my favorite stories about him was uh, when he started picking up, when he was governor of New York and he was learning the sport of boxing, not just like, you know, wrestling, learning it. There was a local uh, wrestling champion who, who was actually living in, in Albany when he was there. And he used to have this guy. This was, you know, Roosevelt was in his 40s at the time. Uh, he used to have this guy as a local wrestling champion, wrestled for colleges. And he would have him come to the White House. They built a mat. He put a mat in, sorry, in the governor's mansion. They put a mat for him to wrestle there. And the two of them go at it. He would come out of these wrestling matches with black eyes, uh, with, with like torn, torn ligaments. And the best part about it is when he bought the mat, uh, when they were going through the, the accountant was going through the ledger of what he was spending during his, during his uh, tenure there, they realized that he had charged the mat for the people. And he was saying that it was what kept him fresh, you know, what kept him spry and stress-free and stress release and all that. And then they ended up saying there's no way the people are going to pay for their governor to get his butt kicked on a regular <laughs> basis. So he ended up having a he ended up having to kick back in for the mat. So that's one of my other favorite stories in the book. That's funny. Uh, I want to keep keep in mind here and remind everybody that we are we are a collectors podcast. We, we talk about collectibles and all that. all these all these athletes all in this jocks and chief. All these presidents have actual cards that you can go out and collect so my hope here is actually after you hear john talk about these uh their their athletic contributions to to society that you would actually might go out and search uh search a secondary market and pick up a few of these as as well as picking up the book that comes out december 3rd all right uh the one that i'm drawn to the most not not boxing or mma or, or wrestling or anything is this great uh, character that you had done of Barack Obama in a USA jersey, obviously calling calling yeah. back to the days of his, his high school basketball career. Um, at the National in Chicago this year, his his uh, high school jersey was on display and up for auction through Heritage Auctions. But uh, he was a pretty damn good basketball player, correct? 
Yeah, what's interesting about Obama is that he. So when I got to the top ten or fifteen, pres, you know, presidential athletes, it, the, you're going into actual athletic skills. So for the first like twenty or thirty or or so, in terms of ranking them athletically, there's no real athletic ability to discern. There's there's a lot of talent. And there's a lot of swimmers and walkers and you know bike riders and horse you know, horse riders and things like that. But at that level, we're talking about real athletes. And and the thing with Obama was he was on a state championship high school team. But he didn't start, right? Um, he was a lefty, like a smooth shooter. His coach in high school, like, he, you know, he's not one of these guys we don't have anybody to talk to. Like, all the interviews about him were that he was, you know, he was a decent shooter, fundamentally sound. Um, then when he went to, went to college, there's a little bit of a discrepancy. He, he, he never says in his memoir, the first one, Dreams of My Father, that he actually played on the team, but he talks about playing a lot. Then he said a couple times on the trail, that he, you know, campaign trail back in 08, that he did play. And amazingly, like, the LA Times got involved in, like, 2000 did like a deep dive on this and it's two conflicting stories completely there is no actual like register of him playing on his team in college um however the one of the assistant coaches swears he played on the team so the, what, the, what i drew from it was whether he was on the team or not there are enough players uh and there are enough people around the program he was around the program a lot and he's clearly played a ton of basketball so he was really good and if you watch any of the videos the only thing that I have to give him for is, I don't know why he did this, but when I, because I was researching the book, I found a lot of YouTube clips and a lot of, if you remember during 08, like, it seemed like every campaign stop he played basketball somewhere. I have no idea why he wore sweatpants playing basketball all the time. Like, no one wore sweatpants playing pickup poop, but he seemed to be the only one. Maybe he didn't <laughs> like the skinny legs or something, but athletically, he was a really good athlete, according to presidents. He was a much better than average basketball player. He's tall, lefty shot, but... I never understood the sweatpants. Maybe one day if I sit down and talk to Jackson Chiefs, if I can say, you know basketball, you like hoops, what, what's with the sweatpants and the baggy shirt? Like, put on a pair of basketball shirts. <laughs> That's true. I've never, come to think, I've never seen anybody play basketball in sweatpants consistently all the time. That's weird. Even like even old men play basketball in, in, in jeans and that's weird. But uh <laughs> <laughs> well, like knee braces so long that they look like sweatpants. Yeah. He actually was like, Oh, Michelle, I'm going to play hoops. Where are my sweat? Like what? <laughs> and Michelle Michelle's brother was a basketball coach at, he was at Oregon State last I heard. So like yeah. you would think that, you know, the brother in law would say, Hey Let's step your game up a little bit or something, you know. Yeah, like look, you're the president. Don't be a dork. Like yeah. wear, wear, just throw on a pair of te- like old school, like like Team USA basketball shorts. And you know, I get he doesn't want to like a tank top or anything, but like wearing the t-shirt, I don't have a problem with. And again, I'm not a fashion guy, but I just I played you know thousands of hours of pickup hoops, and I was trying to think of you know re- occasionally in the winter, especially like up north, like in Boston or whatever, you'd see someone like rolling outside, and they'd be like, oh, I forgot to put shorts on underneath, and they play. But even then, they'd like roll their that's up a little bit so little bit. i don't know but what you're what you're talking about is that the, the the caricature that i did it's like my favorite thing it's, it's obama like mid lefty jump shot and of course like there was no better jersey to throw on him than the classic dream team 92 jersey so uh, I, I definitely would love people to check that out i actually have stickers of that coming out next week um so whenever anybody buys a book hopefully after they listen send me the screenshot and you can i'll send you one or both of those things that's awesome so uh, I I can't stop talking about this book without asking you about our our current president Donald Trump. When I look at him, there's not much that screams I'm athletic. Uh, but I I got to assume since you ranked them all, he's got to be in the book. Uh, so tell me about Donald yep. Trump and his athletic features. So Donald Trump is a is a bit of a conundrum in there because so he's in the middle of the path president wise. He's not in the top ten or fifteen, and he's not in the bottom ten or fifteen. So he's kind of right in the middle there. The interesting thing about Trump is that in high school, he was actually a really good athlete. He, he, I didn't know this. I had no idea. He was, and this, these are facts. These aren't made up things. These were like arbitrarily third-party facts. I know him. people always don't believe it if he said it, but this was specifically true stuff. The, the Red Sox and the Phillies actually scouted him as a first baseman uh, and a pitcher. He threw in the he threw in the 80s. He was apparently a really good athlete. He was a decent football player, um, but baseball was his sport. But amazingly, what happened was instead of taking up like a you know a single A offer for one of those teams, he went to business school and at somewhere in the middle of business school, he got this theory that the human body is like a battery and only has so much power, and he refuses to exercise. He has an exercise other than playing golf, um, which I don't really count, even though most of our presidents play it at one point or another. It's more of a thing to do or a hobby, and you know conditioning. I guess you're outside, but 
but he, his theory of no exercising uh, really kills him in the rankings because the way I, I rank each president completely objectively by five different categories, um, and one of them is fit for office, how fit they stayed in office. The other is um, like Medal of Honor, like their athletic achievements and things like that they did, and then uh, executive power, how strong they are when they worked out, and, and all those kind of things. And so, beyond high school, other than golf, the man's done zero fitness activities so huh. it was hard to give him scores he got a lot of ones and twos in those categories wow so um my final question about the book is who surprised you the most like who was somebody that you didn't see coming that was like had a pretty decent athletic career on whatever level that maybe ranked a little bit higher than than what you thought he might have been yeah, I'm going to say, um, and it's going to be someone who people don't think a lot about, but James Garfield. Okay. James Garfield had a really short presidency. He was uh, assassinated early in his presidency, unfortunately. He was a really a great man. We never really got to see, uh, especially me learning about him, how great he could have been. But he comes from a long line of basically street brawlers. His dad was named Big Jim, Big Abram Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he, was, he helped build like the, the Erie Canal. Um, he was this huge, heavy whiskey drinker who basically the reason people put him on their canal boats and on their canal crews was because he would beat the crap out of anybody who got out of line. He was over 200 pounds back then. He was like 6'2", 200 for the back in the early 1800s. That was a monster of a man. And uh, James Garfield, when they eventually became Big Jim when he was on the canal boats, uh, was as tough as they come. And basically what they used to do on these boats was you'd have to, if you were a young greenhorn, you would have to basically fight to stay on. And there are there is notes from his captain being interviewed afterwards, and again, he's a couple hundred years old, but they're in his biography, and, and there are in other other newspaper stories of him fighting dozens of guys to keep his job at a time. And so he was a strong man, tough guy, brawler, which you know you don't hear about a guy because mainly because you know he wasn't president for very long, and so there was no real historical impact. Uh, but I did not expect to find out that he was like a, you know Royal Rumble champion of the Erie Canal. That's pretty crazy. Um- all right, well, let me move on to uh, to another book that you that you worked on this year, uh, the the Year of the Dad, the Life of Dad podcast book. Um, tell me tell me about this. You did this with Art Eddie, and uh, it's got some great great pieces of advice in there from some pretty big name people. So uh, just tell give me a little brief overview of it. Can you do that for me? Sure. Yeah, of course. So Life of Dad is, uh, as you know, it's a podcast that uh, I co-host, and it's also this large brand. We have two and a half million fans on Facebook. And so Art and I have been doing this podcast for a while. We do a, a show Mondays and Wednesdays called Lunch Break. It's a Facebook Live Periscope show that we do. And we interview uh, on the podcast a lot of big-name guests, as many of big as we can get. We've had Shaq and Mike Greenberg and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tim Allen and you know Mark Cuban and all these guys. And so we've interviewed, you know, 300 of them so we took the top maybe not top but like 120 nice smattering guys that we had and we put them in this book life of dad that came out in, in, in on father's day of this year art did such an awesome job of wrangling these guys and so we divided the book into like tools tips and talents so it's like tools that you can use to be a better dad tips that you can help your kids as they grow and then talents like cool things you can learn uh, as a father and so we did uh that book came out father's day it did really really well we were really really happy with it publishers really happy with it and we were lucky enough to get Mark Cuban endorsed it, Chef Robert Irvine, who's just an awesome, awesome guy, endorsed it, James Blake, Nate Robinson, Neem Josie, and we got a, a huge group of, of dads out there who went, went to bat for us and put their name on the cover of the book and things like that. So, yeah, that was something we're really proud of. And, um, yeah, if you're a dad, new dad, getting into being a father, what a perfect gift for a dad. I can't I can't take credit if I wrote it, Art wrote it, but the advice is from 120, just A-list, awesome dad. So I, I, I read this list of names, and – I'm very impressed by all of them, but you know that I'm a hip hop head, so I'm gonna ask you about Ice Cube. What kind of advice does Ice Cube give in this? Because just for me personally, the, the, the man who 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 was you know at the forefront of NWA and uh, it was a good day and, and Lethal Injection and all that. Like I love Ice Cube, so that's not think of thinking of Ice Cube as a dad is not something I, I refuse to watch are we there yet I won't do it but tell me <laughs> tell me about what kind of great advice Ice Cube gives so Cube was funny because he basically he, his number one overriding theme was don't talk to your kids like they're kids okay. like nobody wants to hear whining nobody wants to hear crying if they want to do something help them get it done if they don't want to do it on their own they're going to learn the lesson of failure 
that was the, the big takeaway for him, as you'd expect. It was basically like life is real life. I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm ice cube, I'm this and that, but you're gonna have to make it on your own. He said, especially when his kids were little, uh, his move was essentially give them, maybe put them in an environment to succeed, and then whether they succeed or fail is up to them. And no babying, no whining, nobody cares about your props. He kept saying that all the time. Like, whatever, if you're trying to do something, there are no excuses, which, you know, from, <laughs> from, from Bob John Ice Cube, it's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, what I love about Ice Cube is uh, maybe people don't realize this is, but he's been with the same woman for for many, many years. I believe I believe twenty or thirty years, and like that's his wife, and they've raised their kids together. He's actually a really good dad, so uh, that's that's great to hear that kind of advice. Uh, I will take that soundly. Please go pick up that book. But before I let you go, John, uh, give my listeners the 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 social media and everything, and where they need to pick up Jackson Chief. Yeah, so you can find uh, on me at, uh, at John underscore Finkel on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, John Finkel, J-O-N-F-I-N-K-E-L dot com uh, from my website. And then you can go to Amazon, and there's a PDF of the book out that you can find also. Uh, mostly on Twitter. If you have Twitter, my pin thing up there is, is the book. I'll be posting a ton about it. Uh, but, yeah, if you do want the, the, the Abe Lincoln, I've been calling it the Abra about to go hand Lincoln sticker because he just looks like he's about to destroy somebody. Uh, so if you want that, yeah, definitely go on right now. Order it. Send me a screenshot on Twitter of the order, and I will put it in the mail for you right away. And then I have the Obama and the classic uh, Dream Team jersey coming up soon. I can send that one, too. So I appreciate having me on, man. This is, this is fun. It's a nice uh, triumphant return to the fat Yes, it is. Thank you so much for coming on in short notice. I really appreciate that. Hey, guys, that's going to be it this week. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.